Welcome to a French Collection podcast, a go-to podcast for everything on France, hosted by me, Annette Charlton. With guests, candid insights into living in France, travel discussions and more, our show will transport you to the land of cheese and croissants. So now let's dive into our next episode. Hello everyone, it's Annette from A French Collection here and thank you for joining me. Uh, it's a beautiful day where I am at the moment and hopefully uh, on the day that you're listening to our podcast, it's a beautiful day where you are also. So once again, thank you for joining me. I'm the creator and editor of A French Collection blog and the tour guide for A French Collection tours. So if you caught me on one of my lives just recently, I uh, shared with everybody that we'd be having a look at the beautiful area of Brittany or Bretagne. It's an area that I live in in part time. I usually live in Australia, but I do spend some of the year each year in Brittany, except for, of course, when uh, COVID uh, mucks up all the best laid plans and uh, we have to change everything that we're, we've been doing. So that is me at this point. But Enough of that. Uh, it's all about to change. And uh, thank you once again for keeping me company. I hope where you are, you're enjoying uh, what you're doing and perhaps who you're with. Or maybe you listen to your podcast in a moment of sol solitary uh, enjoyment and company. And uh, I particularly appreciate you sharing that precious time of yours with me. So on my lives, I mentioned that we were going to go to Brittany and we're going to have a look at a couple of the beautiful towns or uh, little villages in that area. It's an area that is my favourite. So we're going to start off having a look at uh, Saint-Malo. Uh, Saint-Malo is a walled town and as well as having a look at uh, Saint-Malo, we're going to also particularly focus on a book that has been set in that uh, town called All the Light We Cannot See. And there's some exciting news about that book, which I can share with you towards the end. So let's have a, a little look at Saint-Malo and we'll have a look at another town in greater detail a little bit later. But about the book, I'm not sure if you've heard of the book All the Light We Cannot See. It's set in the town, Saint-Malo. And it gives you a great feel for the town, a, a true appreciation of it. And it, if you've not read the book, you might like to do so after our, our podcast. And I think it's going to make you want to go and visit Samalo if you haven't already. So here we go. Imagine being a blind 16-year-old girl living alone with your reclusive aged great uncle in a narrow, derelict and silent house in Samalo during the German occupation of the Greater St. Malo area, and then during the final assault and eventual liberation by the British and Allied forces. This is the situation that Marie Leur, the brave Parisian teenager, finds herself in the fictional work of All the Light We Cannot See. The book is by Anthony Dewar. Anthony Dewar's New York Times bestseller, All the Light We Cannot See, is an epic, bittersweet and moving novel that takes us on the journey experienced by sightless Marie Laurier and an orphan, Werner Fineg, from the year 1934, when war was only a rumour, through to when the American army headed west from the Normandy landings of D-Day to Brittany. 
to eventually dislodge the Germans and then to the lives of our characters in 2014. So it spans quite some time. Marie lives in Paris with her father, who works at the Museum of Natural History, and once her father is entrusted with a precious secret, they seek refuge in her great-uncle Eutine's large home in Saint-Malo, which seems a wise choice until the town becomes part of the heavily fortified Atlantic Wall. Danger is around every corner with neighbours betraying one another and daily life a tremendous struggle. Bravery is a dangerous thing, especially when your world is one of darkness and you cannot tell who to trust. Werner grew up only 300 miles northwest of Paris, but in reality a world away in Essen, Germany. Werner, with his exceptional talent with wireless radios, inevitably brings him to the notice of the Hitler Youth, where he rides the tidal wave of indoctrination and training to become a valued Nazi technician. During the ferocious destruction of the army, he sees things that surround him all the time. Werner still manages to maintain a gentleness, though, even as his path takes him to the stronghold of Saint-Malo. These two characters, Marie and Werner, are both noble in their own ways and they illuminate the ways against all odds how people try to be good to one another, says the Daily Mail. The futile nature of war and the inhumanity shown are strong messages that I took from this book. Author Anthony is poetical in his descriptions, allowing, with less words, the space for thinking and feeling. Your heart and emotions will swell and fall. This well-trod era of history has been presented in a hauntingly beautiful way, and this book will stay with me for many years. So why should you perhaps read All the Light We Cannot See, which is set in Saint-Malo? I highly recommend it for a number of reasons. You'll get a greater understanding of the build-up to World War II, an appreciation of the courage of the French resistance, and also a glimpse into life for the sightless and the determination they display in attempting daily activities. This is a nail-biting, page-turning story, absolutely, that transports you to Essen, to Paris, to Saint-Malo, and Greater France during the momentous days of World War II. So back to the book being set in Saint-Malo. I've visited Saint-Malo so many times because it's where the Brittany Ferries uh, arrives from when we've taken our trip from uh, the UK across to France on many of our trips to our home. And because of these many visits, I can easily transport myself into many of the locations that are in the novel. And if you've been to Saint-Malo, I think if you read the novel, you'll be able to do likewise. I could even imagine myself talking to Madame Ruel at her bakery and walking with the bare feet, sniffing the salty air among the base of the ramparts into the safe kennel amongst the sea snails, the weeds and the shells. The personalities in the book felt so real and whilst this little promontory has known sieges for nearly 3,000 years, I felt true sadness reading about the destruction that it had endured during this dramatic time, which is really quite close to our own. A reconstructed Saint-Malo, Brittany. Now, when you wander the streets of this town, 
It is quite hard to believe that this jewel, located on the English Channel in northeast Brittany, is not the original. What you see, the St. Malo of today, is not the original town. What we see is actually a reconstructed town, and it was planned to be as close to the original as was possible. The hospital and prison were relocated outside the walls, and only a few half-timbered houses of the 1600s now remain. The mansions were rebuilt close to the originals, however the ramparts, the castle and the cathedral were replicated exactly. The reconstruction of the spire in 1971 marked the end of the work involved in rebuilding the town, and the restored cathedral was inaugurated the following year. So that's not that long ago, really. Sadly, the level of destruction need not have been quite so great. If only the Nazis had surrendered or the Americans had tempered their bombing. As circumstances have it, Hitler commanded his army to fight to the end and the Americans believed that there were thousands of Nazis defending the town, and the Americans didn't realise that hundreds of residents had been unable to evacuate because the city gates had been locked on them and they couldn't get out. So not realising the true situation, the town was set ablaze, so what was not already demolished burnt in the fires. It's amazing that almost a million tonnes of rubble had to be cleared after the onslaught. This rubble was what was used to painstakingly rebuild much of the town. Amongst the gardens and town squares of the walled city, you'll find monuments as well to the men and women of the resistance who tried to protect the town and a tribute to the lost from the concentration camps. This town has risen again from the rubble, but there are reminders everywhere of what it and its occupants have been through. Near La Place Jeanne de Châtillon, you will find a fenced monument inaugurated on June 1957, which pays tribute to the people of Saint-Malo, who collectively supported its mayor, Guy Le Chambeur, to rebuild the town that was over 80% destroyed. Saint-Malo is extremely beautiful to visit in the very early morning before the crowds start filling the cobblestone narrow, narrow paths and cafes. Our family loves this quiet time early in the morning after arriving at sunrise on an overnight Brittany ferry from Portsmouth, England. Now let's have a look at one of the famous hotels within that walled town, La Rue Chateaubriand. La Rue Chateaubriand is where you'll find Hotel Chateaubriand. It's one of the few streets to have retained the appearance of Saint-Malo before the war. It has some of the oldest houses, some dating from 1670 and 1718. The hotel is actually a number of houses joined together, and it's really a charming place to stay. It's located close to the town hall, cafes and the beach. You'll need to book early in summer as the town is very popular with local and overseas tourists. You can walk around the town, you can circumnavigate it walking along the top of the rampart walls and the view is spectacular over the ocean, the beaches and of course down into the town. We love walking the walls, particularly in winter, but you should allow for very chilly winds that may buffer you as you walk atop the walls, so be prepared for that in winter. So that's a little bit about the, the book, All the Light We Cannot See. 
and a brief look around Saint-Malo, which is really one of the most famous walled cities of Brittany. And did you know it's just been announced that this best-selling winning book is officially getting a Netflix treatment? Netflix is going to do a limited series on it. The project is still in its very early stages. So there's there's not a lot of information out about it, but the book which spent over 200 weeks on the New York Best Time Seller list since it was released, it was released in 2014, it's going to be featured in a four-part series and it's going to follow the story which we've just briefly discussed today about Werner, the German soldier, and Marie Lure, the French teenager who is blind as they are thrown together during the time of World War II. So I can hardly wait for this uh, production. I think it's going to be quite amazing. People haven't been cast for the roles as of yet. Director Sean Levy is set to direct all of the episodes, and they are currently looking for a blind or low-vision person to play Marie. So that's still in the making. So. Keep a lookout for that. I'm sure there'll be release dates that you'll be able to find. But in the meantime, you may wish to read the book and you might like to also find a little bit more out about Saint-Malo. You can do that over on the blog, A French Collection. You'll find it at afrenchcollection.com. And now a word from our sponsor, A French Collection Tours. Thinking of visiting France? A French Collection Tours offer inspirational, luxurious escorted all-women tours to Paris, Normandy, Brittany and Provence. Imagine seven days with a small group of like-minded women exploring the wonders of France. These fun and exclusive tours focus on culture and art, great food and drink, authentic locations and market trips and boutique shopping. Our French collection tours are perfect to relax and unwind, re-energise and invigorate with everything taken care of for you. Your host Annette Charlton has lived part-time in France with her family for over 11 years and knows how to ensure your tour is perfect. Whether it's bucket list items or secret places Annette knows about, you will truly love the Parisian vibe. And if you want to experience Brittany like a local, then walking, quaint towns, beach walks will delight you. Or if the warmth of the south of France appeals to you, then you'll be spoiled amongst the charming villages and ancient sites on a French collection tour. So if you're thinking of travelling to France, take a look at a French collection tours and create your lasting memories while having the time of your life. Find out more at www.afrenchcollection.com So now let's take a look at the pretty little town, Dinan. This is a really popular town for tourists and for locals to enjoy. There's so much that you can do. However, I'm going to have a look at the moment at what I think are the top five things to do. I've been here a number of times. It's where my tour group uh, spends some time. So it's also a walled town. It's in the same region of Brittany which is in the northwestern part of France. And this town holds a really special place in my heart as it was one of the early towns we explored on our house purchasing trip. 
If you'd like to read more about how we went about purchasing our home and our uh, purchasing trip, then you can do that over on the blog. Just search for It Has To Be France, or you can have a listen to podcast episode number one. So at the time that we were in France, looking with different real estate agents at homes. Everything was so new to us. If you've already listened to episode one, you'll know that I had never been to France before. I didn't know a single soul in France. And yet we had uh, jumped on a plane with one of our children to go and have a look at homes that I had already organized with agents to inspect. Just knowing that I would love France and that I wanted to buy a house over there. So I'd done all that prep work before our first trip ever to France. And so, as you can imagine, absolutely everything was very, very new uh, for us. So, Dinan was one of those really special towns that we enjoyed exploring. And I think because we were looking at everything with such fresh eyes as well. I simply couldn't absorb enough of this town's heritage and history. Everything was so ancient and so interesting. It was just a delight to explore. And even after visiting it a number of times now, I still find it's full of character. It always surprises me. And there's always some other hidden things to to learn and find out about. Dinan is well known for its exceptional rich architectural heritage, which evolved as the town prospered, particularly between the 14th to the 18th centuries. Dinan flourished in the trading of linen, leather, wool and cereal, with cargo departing on ships from its harbour on the River Rance. The town is set on a hill overlooking the Rance Valley and was described by Victor Hugo as perching on an overhanging premises, like a swallow's nest. I love that idea. It really is very descriptive. The biggest attractions of the town include its half-timbered houses, the cobbled streets of the Villeville, the Dijon de la Douche Anne, and the Basilic Savieux, the harbour and the massive town walls. The castle even has a keep. A museum of local history is inside the 14th century keep and it displays traditional Breton headdresses, paintings, sculptures and archaeological artefacts. At the top, worthwhile taking a, a walk up there, you can get a really great panoramic view of Dinan and its surroundings and it's a really great place to take some photos. The Basilic Saint Saviour of Dinan. It's quite unique in Brittany because it's built from a combination of Romanesque and Byzantine styles. It was begun in the 12th century and it wasn't completed until the 16th century. So you can see how a number of different styles are part of its building construction. It was started by a knight who safely returned from a crusade against the Sacrosans to thank the Lord. He wanted to thank his saviour saviour for protecting him. If you go to this cathedral, you really need to look out for the stained windows and the main portal, which has really large, colourful paintings displayed. Two of the great things to have a look out for. So, as well as the castle or the Chateau Dinan with its keep and its tower and the massive big door, and the Basilic de Saint-Sevier of Dinan. Now let's have a look at another thing that I love uh, to explore there, which I'm sure many of you may have or will explore yourselves. Place de Monsieur. This is where the half-tempered houses and shops in Dinan are. 
So you can admire its half-timbered buildings, you can enjoy a refreshing drink, and you can shop the super stylish boutiques. There are quite a few in Danan. They feature handmade and unique homewares, ladies and men's clothing, bookstores, and there's lots of local art, and there's some souvenir shops. So the Place de Monsieur is translated as Haberdasher's Square, in the, and it's in the old town. There's lots of cosy cafes as well, and it's really popular, particularly in summer. I also really recommend exploring the town walls. We talked a little bit also just earlier about the town walls of Samwalo. Dinan has wonderful big town walls as well. The ramparts weave through the homes and even through some of people's gardens. They were built in the 13th century and they were strengthened by Francis I, the Duke of Brittany. That was in the 15th century they were strengthened. And then they were renovated in the 17th century. There are six towers along the walls, and from them you get a great view of the town and the river Rance. I love French towns when they've got the ancient walls and the ramparts, so I climb them whenever I can. It's always a great idea and a good, a good way of burning off all those extra calories from cheese and croissants as well. If you like walking around ancient walls as well, then I think these two towns are spectacular for that. If you particularly like walls and you want to go to another great walled city, further south than Danan and San Malo is Konkanu. Konkanu is the third largest fishing port in France. It also has an old wall and a really interesting harbour. The Fête de Ramparts, or the Festival of the Walls, is a great festival to experience in Danan. So maybe jump onto the tourism site if that's something that interests you before your trip and get some dates of when that festival is on. The Rance River. This is the last thing that I think definitely you need to see if you go to Danan. The river now houses luxurious boats rather than the cargo ships that it used to, but it's still a really great place to explore. The massive walls are an impressive sight. As you make your way down to the river, you can have a look up at the walls. And from down at the water's level, looking up is quite spectacular. The river was the hub of trade over the centuries. And even on an overcast day, walking along the riverbank is a really enjoyable thing to do. In summer, you can look at the boats. Uh, you can do that in winter as well, of course, but in summer it's perfect to take a stroll along there with a delicious ice cream, look at the boats, seeing everyone enjoy themselves. I think Danan is a really great place to explore. So thank you for joining me. That's our two towns in Brittany that we've had a look at today and you had the bonus review of a book set in Samalo. And if you'd like to find out more about some Brittany towns, we'll be uh, looking at a couple more towns in another podcast. You can have a look at our previous podcasts or jump over onto the blog, afrenchcollection.com. So thank you, and I'll see you next time. Bye. And so that brings us to the end of another podcast and our time together. Thanks for listening. I've really enjoyed your company, and I look forward to sharing more on France and all things French with you next week. Until then, you can head over to the blog at www.afrenchcollection.com for the full blog post. And so it's um, merci from me and à bientôt.